my way is not God's way. And I can't treat people according to my feelings, but I have to teach and, and treat them according to what God's word says. everyone welcome back to another episode of create with kendra a place where you can be inspired challenged and changed welcome to another episode i hope everyone is doing well um i don't know if you're like me and you live in an area where it's now heating up a little bit more the clouds have rolled back the sun is shining and we are getting the sun kisses that we need um, for this new transition in season. Um, for those that are just joining us for the first time, we're so happy to have you excited that this is the first time, hopefully not your last visiting here on Create with Kindred. Every single week on this show, we acknowledge a black creative entrepreneur businessman or a woman for doing what they do absolutely best. And today we are putting a spotlight on Light and Glory Candles, LLC. This business provides custom and vibrant smelling scented candles for each candle that is produced. There is a scripture based from the Bible. You can contact the business for inquiries and to purchase products through lightandglorycandles at gmail.com or by sending a direct message to the Instagram account at lightandglorycandles. For those that are listening to this show, I just want to take this moment to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in every week. Thank you for sharing it on on um, Facebook, YouTube, um, on Instagram, TikTok, wherever mode or media platform that you come in contact with this show and sharing this. Um, I appreciate you. I really do. Um, it takes um, it takes all of us to make this possible. And so what I love to do is invite listeners to right into the show. Um, if you have a topic of discussion or if you have a question that you say, Hey, let's talk about this on create with Kendra. I would love to invite you to send those questions in. If that's you head on over to www.undashassociated.com slash ask Kendra for more details. And I look forward to reading and creating content based on the questions that you submit. Last order of business, y'all. Um, one thing that I want to appreciate, this is, yes, we're going to take some time out and some moments to appreciate people that need their, um, that need celebration, right? It's not the fact that they need celebration, but giving their flowers, you know, while they're still here, I want to shout out the UA team. These are some hard working young people. And I mean, just from 
all of the different departments and all of the collective contributions to making this a kingdom success. I want to salute all of our team members and as well as I want to salute all of our community members that make you a possible. We thank God for you and we pray um, that this is a blessing. And if you yourself have been blessed by Unassociated, whether through its Create with Kendra, Church Boy Confessions, our blog posts, um, whatever it may be, if you follow us on social media and you have been blessed, I would invite you to financially donate to this ministry. Um, any size donation is a blessing. And one thing that I, I don't want people to be scared of is the size of your donation. It doesn't matter if you don't have $20 or $50. If you have $3, $7, $10, whatever it is, if you do it from a glad heart and you give it unto the Lord, God is pleased. Um, I have a, a short little testimony before we get into the content of this episode. Um, yesterday, actually, I was driving to the mall and Kendra never keeps cash. I just don't keep it. I don't know why. I'm always doing Apple Pay or by card. And it was pretty hot out yesterday. And I was driving to the mall and I'm at a red light. And the red light is just really long. And there was a man standing. He had to be 70. 70 years old or up. And he had a cane and he was standing in the divider, on the divider between traffic. And he had a sign and it said homeless. And it really broke my heart that this man is standing on this divider in this heat with the sign saying homeless, asking people for money. And I was like, it takes a lot for somebody to humble themselves to ask strangers for help. It takes a lot of humility. And people aren't nice to folks that ask for help. People call them names. People um, get physically violent with others just because they feel like they have power over them or some sort of leverage. And it really just broke my heart to see this man, this elderly man, asking for money and the car in front of me um had gave the man some money and i was like lord if i had it i would give it to him and i looked in my wallet and the only thing i seen was like change and i looked in my there was a compartment in my car heck of quarters right <laughs> and so i was like lord even though i don't have the dollars in bills I still want to give him something. And so I'm, I'm literally gathering all the quarters and stuff, all the silver <laughs> change that I have um, to give to this man. And so I wrote on my window, I said, I, I know I don't have any money in bills, um, but this is what I have right now. And I told him, I said, God loves you. And I pray that God begins to turn your situation around. And he said to me, he said, God already turned it around for me. 
And I was like, amen. He said, God already turned it around for me. It was his faith. And he said it was such optimism and such believing faith. I heard the faith in his voice. And I said, I love you. And he said, I love you too, sister. And I rolled up my window. And y'all, all this is happening at the red light. When I tell you the light was long, it was long, okay? <laughs> and I rolled up my window and he takes his sign and knocks on my window. And I look over to him and on the sign it says homeless, but he turned the sign around and the sign read, Jesus is the way. And y'all almost cried. <laughs> I just started to rejoice in my car. No matter, like the fact that this man is in what we would call an unfortunate situation, he still had faith in God. And we live in a world where when when bad things happen to us, we question God's existence, if he's real, if he's with us. But even in this man's circumstance, he knows and declares that Jesus is the way. Y'all, that really just, that did it for me yesterday. Like that was honestly one of the best parts of my day that when I was trying to give hope to somebody, he ended up giving me hope. <laughs> he ended up encouraging me um, just in that moment. And so <sighs> I say that to say <laughs> that it doesn't matter the size of the seed. God will bless and God will give the increase. So that if that is you and you say, Kendra, I don't have a lot, but I do want to be a blessing. Head on over to www.undashassociated.com slash donate. And we are always so happy um, to receive any size donation because it's for the kingdom of God. It, it really is. It's for God's glory and he will get glory out of this. All right, y'all. So, um, Back to the order of business um, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be focusing on inter-church relationships. Now, when you hear inter-church relationships, you may think um, dating, marriage, not really. Um, <laughs> inter-church relationships is not exclusive to romantic um, relationships amongst folks, but interchurch relationships is how do we remain in community in a healthy community as we grow in faith, as we grow in the body of Christ. And so today's episode, we're going to focus on more specifically within the interchurch um, relationship theme is bearing each other's burdens. I want you to say that with me because we're going to do this episode together, okay? Bury each other's burdens. We have to learn how to bear each other's burdens. And so that is what we are going to be discussing today. So when it comes to life... Yes, we're going to have that conversation. When we, we're going to start it off that way. <laughs> when it comes to life, life brings us unavoidable burdens. I will say that 
again. Life brings unavoidable burdens, meaning that we can't pray our way out of it. We can't pay our way out of it. We can't fight our way out of it. We can't beg and plead our way out of the inevitable, unavoidable, and yes, those two things mean the same thing, issues that life brings us. All in all, we all have to go through. So where do we go when we are extremely heavy? When we're so weighed down with burdens, with life, with with guilt, with shame, with, I mean, things that we don't even know how to handle, things we don't even know how to speak out of our mouths, where do we go? Because sometimes it seems, and notice I use the word seem, it seems easier just to smother our issues by keeping them in internally. Why? Because we keep them in. We don't have to run into the issue of being judged by people. We don't have to run into the issue of people gossiping about our situations or we don't have to confront ourselves in uncomfortable conversations. So sometimes it seems and it feels good just to keep it to yourself. Because if people really knew what you were facing, if people really knew what I was facing, would they still look at us the same? We have images, whether if we notice it or not, people, we we have images that we want to maintain. We do. But what if your skeletons start falling out the closet? What if the cat was let out the bag? What do we do then? And where can we go to release or to, to, to rid ourselves of the pressure of the burdens that life will bring? The burdens that we cannot avoid. I want to remind us that internalizing issues, internalizing shame and guilt and anger, defeat, all these things in the long run will do more damage to yourself internally than what your image would would suffer. It will eat away at you like acid. And I want to, I want to bring forth a stereotype, a generalization that has been placed on people, people or or a people group that we need to really unpack and debunk. 
No one likes to be judged. I don't. Nobody, like, nobody does. No one likes to be looked at under a microscope and be criticized about their life, about their situation, right? And it is oftentimes labeled um, a place of judgment is what? The church. People say all the time, the church is full of hypocrites. The church is 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 very judgmental. The church the church is full of of people that judge, and you may be right. The church is full of people that are hypocritical. There are people in there that are judgmental. There are people in there that are self righteous. Yeah, that's a fact. But there are also people in there that are intercessors. There are also people in there that have lived a testimony (laughs) that could actually relate to you and what you're going through. There are people in there that can pray you through. There are people in there that are concerned about you. Because it's so easy for us to deem the church as a place of judgment and in a, and in a negative sense is what I'm talking about because God does tell us to judge, you know, but we're not in positions to condemn. We are to judge fruit by its tree. Um, there is a level of judgment that we have to be able to participate in. Right. But there is, an air about some people that their judgment is the end all be all. And not only that, but that they are higher than other people. And now I, I don't want people to, and I, and I'm not dismissing people's unpleasant or traumatic experiences within the church because I might, I too have experience. <laughs> Yeah. Some stuff in the church. I grew up in a church. Been there my whole life. I done seen some stuff. Okay. I done seen some stuff. And historically, um, and culturally, some people that are in the church have demonized and marginalized people. Especially women. Which we will talk about later this month because we need to have a conversation about it. Um, But even though we face these unavoidable challenges, I would never discourage anyone from going to church. To say the church is full of hypocrites, I'm never going back. It's like saying there are too many fat people in the gym. I'm never going to the gym. Because everybody in there is unhealthy. And I seen that man eating a cheeseburger before he got out the car and got on the treadmill. He's a hypocrite. It's literally, I know that sounds funny and you probably are laughing right now, but it's literally the same thing. You go to the gym for different reasons. To lose weight. To um, manage stress levels. Right? People that actually have a need go to the gym to fulfill that need. And like us, 
we have a need for a savior. And we go to church so Jesus can meet that need. And also remind people that those mistakes and those instances where you are hurt, that was done by people, not by God. And so today I have a charge. I have a charge for every Christian listening to this podcast. If you say, Kendra, I am saved, I am sanctified, I am filled with the precious gift of God's Holy Spirit, I'm talking to you right now. Christians, we have a responsibility to treat people right. We have a responsibility to treat people right. When they come in from a, a, a different, from a, a lifestyle of sin, our responsibility is to show them Jesus. And showing them Jesus is not condemning them. Because the thing about it is, anybody who needs Jesus, right? You're coming to the Lord. Remember, there was a day where you needed Jesus and you had to come to the Lord. There was a day that I needed Jesus and I had to come to him. So we cannot be gracious. When we see people that are lost in the world and they're coming to Christ because guess what? One day you were lost too. One day you were in need of a savior. One day you were tempted by sin. One day you fell into sin. One day you were disappointed that you didn't feel like God showed up for you. But he's never left you. Just like other people. Just like other people. We've been guilty, myself included, for disappointing God over and over and over and over again. I can't even keep counting how many times I've been disappointing God. But I praise him because he keeps on record of wrong. Thank you, Lord. When I ask for forgiveness, he casts those things into the sea of forgiveness to remember them no more. I praise God that he don't hold none against me. Jesus died for my sins. So does... Look, don't get me started. (laughs) God's grace is sufficient. If it was enough for me, it's enough for you. And if it's enough for me and you, it's enough for anybody else out there in the world that is walking in sin, that is living in sin, that have not come to Jesus yet, but desire to say, "Mm, what is this Jesus? Or maybe they are walking with Jesus and they fell into sin. It happens. Where are we? Where are we? When it comes to being gracious. Now I want to read. Let's read. Um, I want to take us to um, Galatians 
chapter 6, verse 1 through 5. Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. Um, this is the New King James Version. And just to give a, a little backstory of the book of Galatians. Now, Paul is the author of this book. And what is really interesting about this book is that Paul um, is writing this letter and he is frustrated. He's actually a little bit more than frustrated. <laughs> um, just to give some context to the history of what is going on um, during this time before he is writing this letter is that um when Jesus came, right? Before Jesus came, there was this this idea of of living according to um the law, right? So you have um this Jewish tradition, Judaism, this Jewish tradition of you have having to, you know, live by the law. There are certain foods you can't eat, the men have to be circumcised, you have to do all these religious things in order to be considered um in the Jewish culture, right? So you have your Jewish folks and then you have your Gentiles. Gentiles were considered um impure. They were considered um sinners and dirty and guilty. And there was a disassociation between Jews and Gentiles, right? Now Christians come on the scene, Jesus Christ, he died for everybody. He didn't die just for the Jews. He didn't die just for the Gentiles. He didn't die die for <laughs> for the black folks, for the white folks, for the Latinx folks. He did not die just for one people group, but he came, he bled, he died. He rose on the third day for all of humanity. And so now there was a conversion of some Jews to Christianity, but a lot more conversion of Gentiles to Christianity, right? And so when you're raised with this ideology of Gentiles are the bottom of the barrel, right? You have this discriminatory attitude. So you are discriminating towards Gentiles because they're not like you and they weren't raised like you and they didn't do the traditional um, customs that you are a part of. And so there was this nasty air about some of the Jewish converts that came over to Christianity um, because Paul, not yeah, because Paul gave the gospel of Jesus and said, if you, you are saved by grace through faith, and you don't have to live according to the law because Jesus has done away with it because he shed his blood on Calvary's cross. He gave his life and he rose on the third day. So all of those customs, all that stuff when it has to uh, regarding the law, you ain't got to do that because Jesus came. And so Paul is going around and he's planting churches, right? He's planting churches. He's preaching the gospel. But these religious, newly converted Christians that were formerly Jewish, they start preaching a false gospel and start saying that what Paul is preaching, he wasn't preaching the full gospel, but that you have to participate in these customs and in these traditions, and then you can have Jesus. So it wasn't that Jesus was good by himself, but they said, you need the law. You need to follow these rules and 
you still need to be circumcised and you can't have no bacon and all these different things (laughs) that you can't do plus Jesus. And Paul was heated. He was like, yo, you mean to tell me I've been preaching and planting these churches and y'all coming behind me, adding to the word of God. And that's not what it say. Like he was furious. Okay. (laughs) And so now Paul is writing this letter and he has to remind these people, these newly um, converted Christians of how to do things. Does that make sense? All right. So we're going to Galatians chapter six, verse one through five. And it begins, um, the title of this section is bear and share the burdens. It is bear and share the burdens. And it reads, brethren, if a man is overtaken by any trespasses, you who are spiritual, restore such one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourself lest you have also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks of himself to being be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own works, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone. And not in another. Verse 5 says, For each one shall bear his own load. The word of the Lord is a blessing. This was good to me. Like, oh, that's oh, that was good. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, Paul is teaching us in the scripture how to deal with people graciously, with gentleness, because that. It's, it's, it's so easy to get caught up in that mindset of like discrimination just because people don't do the things the way that you do them or they don't live the way that you live in their measure of faith isn't um, parallel to yours does not mean they're not deserving of grace. Right? And that's something that even myself personally, I have to work on like, I'm a logical person and I feel like this makes sense this way. But guess what? My way is not God's way. And I can't treat people according to my feelings, but I have to teach and and treat them according to what God's word says. And so even this is a great examination for us, including myself. How do we treat people when they fall into sin? How do we treat them? Because the world will put them on a blog and embarrass them. And I feel like, I mean, it's, it's a rep. I know, like, I can't really attest to the 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 level or the intensity of gossip and, and damnation and condemnation um from generations past but it's really something about this generation cancel culture you say one one thing and and they want to kick you off of planet earth like come on <laughs> but we have to learn how to be gracious 
what's 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 really um key says so brethren if a if a man is overtaken by any trespasses meaning sin trespasses sin right you who are spiritual restore them such one in the spirit of gentleness saying if someone is falling in sin you who say that you are saved sanctified and filled with the holy ghost be the one to restore them what does that mean bring them back the bible don't say bring them back by snatching up their edges it don't say bring them back by wringing their necks it don't say bring them back by beating them over the back with a with a with a billy club it does not say that it says restore them in gentleness that is a part of the fruit of the spirit it's not a piece because the fruit of the spirit is one thing. It isn't several fruits. It's one thing. You cannot have the fruit of the spirit and choose what part you want to participate. There's one fruit. If you ha- if you are given gentleness, meekness, love, joy, self-control, kindness, peace, patience, all that is a package deal. Hello, somebody. It is. And we have to bring back We have to restore our brothers and sisters in gentleness. Consider yourself lest you also be tempted because this very well could be you. It's easy to go, ooh, child. They didn't fail in the sin. Ooh, child, he was cheating on his wife. Ooh, child, they were stealing money. I mean, whatever the case is, the Bible says this could very well be you. (laughs) so in the in the same vein of like if this was you how would you want somebody to restore you how would you want somebody to treat you right with gentleness verse three says if anyone thinks to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. This includes me. I cannot ever sit here and be like, I'm better than you. Because I'm not. I'm not better than you because I have a podcast. I'm not better than you because I know scripture. I am not better than you because... I've been safe since I was a kid. I am not better than you. Because at the end of the day, we are all here to see Jesus. And if you think for one second that people are lower than you. One, that's whack. But two, you're fooling yourself. Because there is no glory to you people don't live for you people don't live for me and i don't want nobody living for me i didn't die on the cross i ain't do nothing for you (laughs) i didn't save your life i didn't wake you up this morning i didn't pay your bills and didn't so let's all reflect Who do you think you're better than? 
who do you think that you are a better Christian than? Like, relax. Don't do that. Have a seat. Because just as these as these people or this person can fall in sin, you can be next. That's why it's so important for us to gently restore somebody. Somebody who falls into sin is in a vulnerable state. You experience guilt, shame, embarrassment, all these things. You're vulnerable. And the last thing you need is someone down your back about what you did. Not to say, let's not talk about it or let's ignore it. It's the way we do it. We have to speak truth in love. Because what happens is in the world, people that be that, that speak truth, don't speak it in love. And so they miss an opportunity to minister and to draw someone across. Because the Bible says, with loving kindness, I've drawn thee. And there are some people that speak in love, but don't speak the truth. And be saying anything. And you miss an opportunity to really deliver salvation correctly. And so when it comes to these relationships with a brother and sister in Christ. If you are spirit-filled, if you are walking with God, it's our responsibility to bear the burdens of people. And not saying that you have to carry people's problems around with you. No. Because the Bible also says at verse 5, each one shall bear his own load, meaning that God will give you, God will give you just enough, right? He'll give you a capacity to where you're able to minister to someone. And I can remember, um, it's something, I'll just say this. It's something to be in church, right? It's something to be in church and you're going through. And no one notices because there's this performative aspect that church brings. But when you have discernment and when the Lord speaks to you, when you're, when you're led by the Holy Spirit and God will show you who needs prayer or who is heavy, who is burdened, right? And God will lead you to a person that needs relief restoration someone that needs prayer someone that needs you to fight in the spirit on their behalf i've been there to where i was praying and interceding for somebody that couldn't do it for themselves and i've also been in the position to where i could not carry the load and the spirit spoke to somebody to minister to my soul, to minister to my very need. Ooh, it be them moments. <laughs> it be them moments that really make this life worth it. So I just want to encourage us that when in church or when in some sort of Christian community, 
We have to be gentle. We have to be kind. We have to consider what if we were in their shoes. And we also have to be gracious according to God's word and be led by the Holy Spirit. Because what would Jesus do? <laughs> do people be still wearing bracelets and WWJG bracelets? I don't know. I'm going to give you one. But y'all, that is, um, that's all I really got to say. Let's be kind to one another. It don't hurt to be to kind. It don't hurt to be kind. It take more energy uh, and more effort to be mean and nasty <laughs> and surly than it is to be gentle and to be kind. So that's it. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Um, let's pray. Father in heaven, I love you. Oh, I love you. I thank you so much for your word. Your word is sweet. Your word is life. Your word is rich. Your word is everything. God, I'm praying right now for the brother and the sister that is listening to this message that you, that you restore them. If someone has fallen into sin and is embarrassed about their sin, God, I pray that you send an angel, send one of your disciples to minister and to restore that person. And God, for this, for us that um, don't find ourselves in that position, God, I pray that you give us the fruit of the Spirit. Give us what we need to minister and restore our brothers and sisters. And don't forget that we are not better than the next person. God, I pray that this episode brings you glory. Someone's life has changed from it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all, that is the word for this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want y'all to be blessed, be encouraged. Because um, God is not through with you yet. As a matter of fact, he's just getting started. All right, y'all, be blessed. Be blessed.